All right, let's do one that actually is a little easier uh, than the last one. f of x equals the square root of x squared minus 4 over 9 minus x squared, and we want to find f prime of 2. Now, again, if we just plug 2 in, we're actually going to get 0 over 9, right? So we would just get 0 for f of 2, and if we try to differentiate 0, we're just going to get 0. So we're not really talking about... um, plugging in 2 for f and then differentiating, right? We need to actually think about the slope of the function as a function of x and then plug in 2. Now, we might still get 0, but the fact is it might not be either. So we need to evaluate the derivative first, find f prime of x, and then we'll plug in x equals 2 when we're finished. So in order to find f prime of x, we need to look at this problem like art from the outside, from back a little bit, we have a square root of something. And the thing inside the square root is a quotient of two binomials, right? They're even both quadratic, but it doesn't matter. We have a quotient of two functions inside a square root. So it might be better to rewrite f of x as a quotient to the one-half power. Now we can see we have u to the one-half power. So to find f prime of x, we can use the general power rule. f prime of x is the derivative of u to the one-half. The derivative of u to the one-half is one-half times u to the one-half minus one, or negative one-half power. So we have one-half u to the negative one-half power, but u is x squared minus four over nine minus x squared. So I have something more than just x inside the parentheses, so I need to use the chain rule, it's part of the general power rule, to multiply by the derivative of the inside. Now, unfortunately, The inside is a quotient. So what do we need to use in order to differentiate the quotient? I can't rewrite this because I have have at least two terms down here, right? I have two terms, so I have to use the quotient rule to find du dx. du dx needs the quotient rule. So what's the quotient rule from last section? We start with the denominator and we bring it up times the derivative of the numerator. Fortunately, the derivative of x squared minus 4 is just 2x. Then the quotient rule always has a minus. Think about it like exponents. Remember, if you have a quotient uh, x to the 7th over x cubed, you subtract exponents. So here we have a subtraction, whereas with a product, you add exponents, right? And that's why the product rule has a plus. So we have the denominator times the derivative of the numerator minus numerator left alone this time, x squared minus 4, times, now I get to differentiate the denominator. The derivative of 9 minus x squared is negative 2x. All over, gives me that nice common denominator so I don't have to do it myself, all over 9 minus x squared quantity squared. So I take the denominator squared for the bottom of the quotient rule. 
on top, denominator times the derivative of the numerator minus numerator times the derivative of the denominator. Close the brackets. And that takes care of my du dx. So I have du dx here, and I have the derivative of f with respect to u in front. The general power rule ends right here, where my hand is. So now I want to find that derivative when x is 2, right? So I've got to simplify some. You could go ahead and plug in um, 2 right away for x, and you might find that easier. I'm going to do it finding f prime of x a little simpler first, because what if they only ask you for f prime of x and not f prime of 2? So I want to show you everything that you might need. But realize that sometimes it's simpler to right away plug in your x value once you've differentiated. So I'm going to simplify just a little bit, and then we'll plug in x equals 2. So I have a half, and then I have this thing to the negative a half power. What do you do when you take a fraction to a negative power? Do you remember? Don't you get to just like flip it over? Doesn't a negative power of a fraction mean reciprocal? So I could say 9 minus x squared over x squared minus 4. And now instead of having a negative 1 half power, I have a positive 1 half power. I probably shouldn't have done two steps at once. I have 1 half minus 1 is negative a half. Negative exponent means reciprocal. And then now I just have a 1 half power of the reciprocal. Over here, I can distribute the 2x and the negative 2x. And maybe I'll have some like terms to combine. So I'm going to put my brackets for my du dx still. I'm going to need to move that down a little bit. And 2x times 9 is 18x minus 2x times x squared is 2x cubed. Minus, uh uh-oh, I better use parentheses here. There are way too many negatives. So I'm going to say minus still. Then I'm going to take negative 2x times x squared and get negative 2x cubed. Then a negative 2x times a negative 4 is a plus 8x. Parentheses are your friends on these kinds of problems. Please use them a lot. Okay, so I've got minus negative 2x cubed plus 8x. So I'll deal with that in the next step. This stuff is pretty much ready for me to just plug in x equals 2. So now I just need to distribute the negative in. And I'll be almost finished. This is 1 half 9 minus x squared all over x squared minus 4 to the 1 half power, because I took the reciprocal. Then I have brackets. 18x minus 2x cubed. Minus a negative is plus 2x cubed, minus 8x, all over 9 minus x squared, quantity squared. Negative 2x cubed and positive 2x cubed add up to 0. And then I have 18x minus 8x. That gives me 10x. So now I think I'm ready to plug in x equals 2. So f prime of 2, I'm going to go up here, is still a half. Then I have 9 minus 2 squared all over 2 squared minus 4. Uh Uh-oh. We have a problem, don't we? 
What happens right there? 2 squared minus 4, I've got 0 in the denominator. So actually, the reason why I wanted to simplify this a little bit was I didn't want to come across that too fast. I wanted to show you how simplifying works. You divide by 0 when you plug in x equals 2, don't you? That's because the f of 2 was 0, and then you have 1 over that when you differentiate. So we have a problem, right? So what we would say is not differentiable at 2. Or you could say f prime of 2 does not exist. f prime of 2 does not exist. So we can just stop there. And the nice thing is, we've done a problem where you have to use the quotient rule mixed with the chain rule, the general power rule in this case. I just want to point out that every problem is different. So just because you see a quotient and a radical sign, don't assume that it's going to be exactly the same as this problem. If you just take it one step at a time, work from the outside in, you, and then keep track of when are you differentiating something that we call u, like this thing in the parentheses right here, and when are we actually differentiating u with respect to x? When are we actually finished with our differentiation with respect to x? If you apply that to the chain rule and work from the outside in, it will work systematically for you. And then simplifying is another matter. Again, different every time for every kind of function. So you really want to just draw on your algebra toolbox and look through for whatever you need to deal with fractions, to deal with one-half powers, to deal with like terms. And then sometimes we can't even do the problem. And so that's what we tell the people who gave us the problem in the first place. The derivative doesn't exist there. We have um, something going on there. We maybe have a vertical tangent line because we're dividing by 0. And so it's not differentiable at x equals 2.